fucking care like all right we're recording I'm, it's an I'm it's an emergency pod y'all yes we're here for an em- emergency pod because so we're sick people <laughs> i mean i mean it's not not wrong not wrong so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess number one, uh, as we were leading up to hitting the record button, Shanna mentioned something about Mike Regan and a marijuana bill. So, you know, I got to know. Wait, I'm sorry. I like, hang on. There's a fire across the street from me. I'm gonna like go. House? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's like a backyard fire. I would guess, right? Someone's backyard is burning. I didn't I mean, start this fire. Maybe. It was always burning. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're doing like a like a bonfire or something. I don't know. Like it's, the house isn't on fire. No, it, it doesn't appear to be out of control. It's like just like very oh. contained. Motherfucker, stop! You know I'm not going to drop you. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, God. Mike Regan and marijuana. Tell us about it, Shanna. So. He crashed his motorcycle a couple of months ago, and I wonder if that has anything to do with this. Hmm. I'm not sure. Um, Republican senators and gubernatorial candidates and motorcycles have been like a whole mood the last couple months. You really have. There are, anyway, so um, I didn't read the whole thing, but basically for years, Regan was championing medical marijuana because that was probably a way for his friends to get rich. But now, sure. all of a sudden, he released a sponsorship memorandum uh, to legalize adult use marijuana in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Wait, and there's already a bill in the Senate for that. I feel like every session, Democrats introduce this legislation and no one, you know, and it, and it goes nowhere. But Mike Regan is the kind of guy where even if he thinks it's a good idea, he will not let any of his colleagues agree to it if it doesn't have his name on it because his entire sure. existence is I mean, that's the important part. But he, you know, as a former United States Marshal, I am a giant douchebag. Um, blah, 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 legalize weed. So I didn't read the whole thing, but um, he wants to use the money. Uh, this is for people 21 and older. Mm-hmm. It would establish a new regulatory control board. So I would just like the record to show that Mike Regan wants to establish some fucking regulations. He wants to regulate something. Imagine that. Wild. Um, which would remove penalties for use and possession by adults, but protect the medical marijuana program. I don't, I don't, I don't. It would, like if you, if we have, if you're just like allowed to use marijuana, why do we need the medical marijuana program? Uh-huh. Yes. Also, it says nothing about clearing records or convictions for people. Oh, who, sure. Certainly know, not. Course. Mike um, Regan doesn't give a shit. So this is a more conservative version of Republican Senator Laughlin and Democratic Senator Streets. Uh, sponsored bill from the beginning of the year this is a more conservative version of a bill supported by at least one republican (laughs) um it also made he made sure to include a line that says it would allow for the legal purchase and possession of firearms regardless of one's choice to use marijuana so at least we know he's looking out for his gun toting true okay goodness i i like it i like it so, you know, today in Mike Regan news, he still sucks, but, yeah. you know. Truly amazing. Oh, God. Just on every level. Like, what? Yeah. So, that was Ugh. Pennsylvania. I'm sure other things happened today. Like, maybe endorsements came out, or maybe. Oh, well, um, yes. Yes, they know. did some other things i was busy i heard that cvpa endorsed some people we did we did people should go check out the website at conservationpa.org forward slash endorsements nice it's all there but the even like more badass cooler thing like as we are podcasting Uh uh-huh um i think most people who listen to podcasts, especially on the left, are very familiar with Pod Save America. Sure, sure. 
And they also have Vote Save America, which also gave millions of dollars to Stacey Abrams's organization yeah. a while back, right? They tweeted about conservation voters today, along yeah. with a couple other organizations like CASA, um, awesome. and tweeted out, you know, fundraising efforts. And that's super exciting. Help us get the vote out this year. Yeah. And we have an awesome kind of little saying, and I've got to give credit for this saying to the esteemable Ashley Sessions of For Our Future, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. is it's not an off-year election. It's an opportunity year election. Oh, like that's that. fun. I like it. Yeah. I'll give credit to where credit's due on the original quote. Thank you. Also, yes. she's pretty badass and I like her. Mm -hmm. No, not Ashley Sessions. Ashley McBride. Ha! Ashley. And, and, Somebody named Ashley said a thing and it was good. Too I don't many even know what Ashleys in the advocacy world and I like all of them. Such an 80s baby name. Ashley. Thereabouts. Older 80s, I think. And Jessica and Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Heather, Duh. and well, I'm trying to think what were the <laughs> what were the other names where I had seven people in my grade with that same name. Uh, I was like in, a, in the graduating class of like almost 700. There were only like two or three Katies. Uh, yeah. So I'll take it. I never met another Shanna until I was an adult, and then I met one who also taught elementary band and played the flute, and it really creeped That's me out. That's weird. That's really Western weird. PA. Never saw yeah. her again. Maybe I dreamed the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. I was at a conference. I might have been drunk. I'm not sure. It's is anything real? Yeah. Oh. Any... What? Oh, if we're gonna talk about like my fucking day job a little bit. Oh Jesus. Go let's ahead. talk about the Pennsylvania Senate hearing today. That was done by the Senate Environmental Resources and Energy and Community Economic Development, whatever committees. Let's just talk about how they had an entire two hour ass long fucking meeting saying basically that I don't remember the exact title of the hearing. I am brain dead at this point. Sure, sure. Um, what, basically why we need to invest more into Pennsylvania's natural gas industries. How much more could we possibly invest? Do we give them all our firstborn? What's we the deal? We gave them, I don't know, $3.8 billion in subsidies. You all can look at Penn Futures report for that. But do you want to know what else? Mm. Pretty soon I'm launching the new Marcellus Money Report with the updated campaign finance information, which by the way is public. Y'all can mm. go fucking look this shit up. We just put it in a pretty ass report and a searchable yeah. database. But like... I don't know. Senator Yaw, who's Republican chair of ERE, $35,700 minimum in this no. last election cycle from fossil fuels. You I'm a shocked. And you want to know what? Senator Argyle, who's also mm -hmm. in leadership and on, on the committee. Yeah. Senator Argyle, um, just in the last election cycle, like $100,000. That's I don't know. Hold on. Let me pull up the exacts because God forbid that I share, you know, publicly available information in an incorrect fashion on another public forum, but whatever. Let me Heaven for fend. Um, can, okay, just... wait, while you're doing that though, quick mm -hmm. vent that someone in a Facebook group I'm in asked for information on all the people on her ballot. And so I said, all the candidates have websites. And she said, I was hoping that it was all compiled into one place. And I was like, you can Google. Google's one place where like, you know, like again, <laughs> biographical information. Check out your, like, your county elections page. Although, yeah. although. And it is, it is League there. League of Women and, Voters. League of Women Voters. You know, all, there's like so many, yeah. like if this woman would have spent two seconds just Googling like Pennsylvania, whatever, but no, yeah. like, uh, let me just ask. Why can't you hand it to me on a platter? But listen, here's the thing though. I like, I think that if you look at the Pennsylvania Democrats website, padems.com, in the next like week or so, you might be able to 
put your address in and then find out who your people to vote for are. That's amazing information. Oh, maybe. By the way, yes. maybe give us some dirty 101, numbers. $101,500 to Senator Argyll in 2019 to 2020 electoral cycle from fossil fuel companies. UD check oh. only got like 6,500. Uh, Pittman, uh, first term, by the way. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Vice chair of the committee, first term, $55,695. And y'all got 35750 So like, what are Argyle and Pittman up to? This is not on YouTube, right? I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I sit here with my gestures um that was 101,500 reasons for that guy to go fuck himself by the way yeah yeah yep. and unacceptable in the meantime the attorney general canceled a press conference and i understand why i read some articles about it like there's okay. some other information blah 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 so there's some postponement but like attorney like there's shit going on with the natural gas infrastructure in this state like illegal shit yeah and these people fuckers are taking money saying we have to build out natural gas even more than it already is when people asthma undrinkable water what and that and that we're not allowed to deal with any of this via like public health means no no because um in the the opening up of fracking the big the major act that did it is that physicians basically have a gag order right so fun times everything sucks yep all the time yeah i mean that is that is how it be I come back to Senator Muth's idea of her top 100 things she's learned as a senator and my yeah. insisting that one through 99 would be everyone's an asshole. I she think and I that... actually spoke this morning. Uh, yes. First mm-hmm. thing. So fascinating conversation. No, we were talking about the he- upcoming hearing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what's in my world. Jillian went psychotic today because you know social media wasn't fully functional. I mean, no, it's not. That's not why. It's just because I'm either deeply depressed or the opposite of that. I don't even know. Like, it's not even the opposite of that. It's that like, at some point I'm like, you know what, if I just dissociate from my depression, then I can behave as though I'm a normal human being. Um, Except it doesn't work that way. And like, listen, you know, too many times at this point, I've been on the phone with people and they're like, are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm not okay. You're like, you got me busted. I'm not okay. Yeah. It's like, are you okay? No, it's yeah. 2021. Nobody's okay. And if you're okay, <laughs> I don't trust you. Yes. I don't trust you. Yes. Yes. That's real. Yeah. Seriously. I told my, I told my boss today that I'm going to use some of my 238 hours of sick time i've that's never right. taken that's right uh i told her yep. I, I said to katie mental health is health um so that's sick time so you take your sick time uh am i gonna take that advice we'll see stay tuned <laughs> uh we're talking about sick time can i vent for a yeah go for it about how our genius Republican legislature voted to end the emergency declaration for COVID. And now anytime teachers have to take time off 
because they get sick or because they're caring for someone who's sick or because they are a close contact and they need to quarantine. Mm-hmm. We do not get that covered any longer by the state. So we burn through all of our time. And then now I'm a good little union member. So I contributed my two days to the sick bank at the beginning of the year. So if I had to burn through all of mine for that reason, I might be able to pull some when I need them. But do you know how completely crushing it is to imagine that it could be November and I would be completely out of sick and personal time to not be able to take a day off if I needed it without having to go unpaid for that time. Even though I know it's not like I'm not still working. Yeah. I was sitting at my table before this writing lesson plans and, you know, recording videos for my lesson kit. And like, it's not like we ever stop working, but because they ended yeah. that declaration, if I have to stay home tomorrow with a sick child, um, you know, I'm burning that time. And so if I run out of time, by mid-October then what do I do for the rest you know this encourages people to come to work sick it does also like to point out that I was told by administration at my school district that if I'm fully vaccinated I and asymptomatic I shouldn't get tested because if I test positive then I have to stay home but if I don't have any symptoms and I don't test positive even if I have it I could still come to work and that's more important than yeah actually stopping the spread of a deadly disease and I'm not okay like I'm not okay with that um I'm not okay with that I'm not okay with the fact that there are teachers and staff all over this country that are going to work potentially sick potentially spreading even if we're wearing masks it's not 100% foolproof and we are not going to get out from under this with these policies but people are terrified to stay home because they can't because, or because like, who's going to watch their kids or because, you know, and I'm just tired of living in a place that doesn't give a shit about people. Yeah, absolutely. And it made me real mad today. Yeah. With that. Hello, Angela. Angela has just joined us. Girl. Hey, welcome to our merry band. (laughs) Hello. I am so angry on Shanna's behalf. Yeah. That is all. I I was uh, I was held up discussing um, vote general election voting plans mm-hmm. um, with with some partners. But uh, listen, this is bullshit, and I don't understand how we're so bad. Like how how we have managed to do everything wrong, compoundingly yeah. um, surrounding this entire pandemic. I'm infuriated on Shanna's behalf. Wouldn't it be great, Shanna, if you could get a rapid test, like a, an at-home test in yep, the store? They're sold out everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yep. And and um, they won't test you if you're asymptomatic. So even if you are bringing in someone who does test positive, if you don't display symptoms, they won't test you, even if you're in the room, even if you live with that person. So like there could be a pretty high likelihood that you could be positive. They won't test you if you don't have symptoms. Now, which which is insane because there are like right aids and CVSs and whatever where you can like book an appointment, but they're all booked out for four or five days. Yeah. Um unless I want to drive two hours up to the middle of nowhere. No offense, people who might live in the middle of nowhere. I'm not too far removed. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's just, it's so inconvenient because I did drive around South central Pennsylvania today at all these CVSs who on their website said that they had these things in stock, but they didn't. And so I wasted an hour and a half of my afternoon, like trying to hunt them down and they're all gone. Uh, Now I am going to go tomorrow and get tested myself out of an abundance of caution mm-hmm. um and just tell them i have a sore throat or something and maybe that's unethical but you know what else is unethical going to work and not getting you know tested. what else is unethical not testing people for an illness yeah. that they have obviously been exposed to yeah so yeah. i mean if you have to say I mean, you have a scratchy throat whatever the whole thing just like we have been so good and so careful and the fact that we are literally weeks away from a, a time where my young child would be able to get vaccinated and I could not keep him safe. And I know it's not my fault. You know, we've been good. We mask everywhere we go. We don't have play dates. Like we don't do stuff around people who are not vaccinated. Like we have been so good, but you can't 
you can't eliminate all risk unless we've just never left the house. And like, I can't not send him to school because he had a very rough year last year and he needs the routine. And so it's like, we are just in this impossible, impossible situation as parents, as, as community members, as human beings. And like, and my soul is broken because I couldn't keep him, you know, it's your whole job as a parent, right. It's to protect. And, and I couldn't do it. And it's not my fault. I'm not like mad at us. You know, it's just like, I just feel like broken, you know, like, I don't even care if I, if I get it, whatever, like I'm feeling confident that it will be mild. It's mild for him too, but like, you don't know if it will be. And so we tried so hard to prevent it. And what do you do? What the hell do you do? Yeah. terrifying. It's terrifying as a parent. I mean, my, my middle daughter uh, had COVID the first week of the shutdown and, um, and she was, she's not a baby, you know, I mean, she was, she was 23 and I was terrified, terrified, little baby laying in a little bed, all fevered. And I can't fathom what that would feel like with a little one. So you know, praise Jesus, the odds that like something, you know, is, is going to go wrong for Ellie is very slim, but like, I, I can't imagine. And, and once again, other countries, other countries have taken such a different approach in terms of, um, making sure people have access to all the tools that they could use, for instance, Mm-hmm. The dang, the dang at home tests. Um, I mean, literally those things should be, there should be huge stacks of them when you walk into any grocery store or a convenience store or anywhere, because there's such a huge tool. Yes. They have false positives. Yes. They have false negatives, but what they do is set forth for people, a, um, the idea of personal responsibility in terms of um, checking on yourself for exposure. And I mean, like, isn't that like, that's Republicans all over is personal responsibility, personal responsibility. Ooh. I mean, for everybody else, not for them, but like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, listen, I mean, I'm in the midst of trying to finish up a contract at one of my hospitals and, um, my, my beautiful, wonderful members at this one hospital, uh, voted not to ratify the agreement that we had gotten to. And like, I get it. They're frustrated because they're tired of being called heroes. And then at the same time being told like, oh, well, we don't pay you the same amount that we pay this hospital because you're not in the same market. Well, that other hospital is like half an hour away. That's a totally drivable distance. Um you know, and also like BT dubs, if you listen to us and you're not from Pennsylvania, distance is measured in time here. Mm-hmm. So, so you should know that. Um, but yeah, half an hour, not a long way to drive. Um, you could absolutely commute half an hour. Um, and so like my feeling is if I can commute to the other place, it's in my fucking market, man. That's my market. Milk doesn't cost less there or more. Uh, you know, it just, employers do this all the time. Like I remember specifically several years ago, um, Altoona school district teachers who I believe are going on like a year without a contract at this point, um, were bargaining and the school board was trying to say like, well, the cost of living is less here, which is like not true. Um, and so PSEA did some like looking, some poking around. And what they discovered is there were two things that are more expensive in the Altoona area. One, pizza. Two, Pepsi. And that's it. How do you charge more? I, I, I don't want to get off the bed. No, listen. Sometimes the pizza prices are ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> Work for that abomination that you call pizza. Okay, now first of all, mm-hmm. that that's true. That's true. I will defend Altoona by saying that like there are actually really great places to have pizza here, 
Um, and like you can buy that thing, that Altoona pizza thing if you want, but also they have like regular, normal, good pizza. <laughs> that disgusting shit pile of pizza. Oh yeah. First of all, referring yeah. to healthcare as we, as markets makes me really queasy. Yes, thank it. you. Like, it makes me kind of sick. That's really screwed up. Um, yeah. And also, it and to go back to something Angela said a minute ago, it's not it's not necessarily the whole country that's so shitty at this because my parents and my sister and her family live in New York, and they my niece had a sore throat last week and they did a rapid test at school at her elementary school they gave her a rapid test and it came back negative but then they sent out or she had to go in the next day to get the full pcr or whatever it's called so like new york seems to have pretty decent systems in place but here if you just don't tell anyone that you have symptoms no one will make you get tested Totally My district stopped even contact tracing. Like they're like, well, we'll tell the Department of Health if somebody's positive, and then they can do it. And it's like, no, they clearly cannot. So that's the world we're living in now. Mm-hmm. And how is anyone supposed to have any trust whatsoever in any institution? And then, like you were talking about your hospital, you know, your your hospital workers are sick of being called heroes and then like crapped all over. But like, I mean. You want to talk about a turnaround? Look at what they did to, I mean, will you just look at what, like, the Republic, PA Republican House members and, and Senate have done to the teachers' unions? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, the posts that I see vilifying, vilifying teachers for wanting to be safe. I mean, I, I don't understand and I think it should be terrifying to everyone how easily they're able to lead people at this juncture yeah. down these rabbit holes. Yeah. Like, because listen, as a person, as a person who <laughs> to think for themselves, um, like I can't imagine a world in which I was like, oh, these teachers, look at them, these heroes, and then be like, oh, those asshole teachers, those mommy teachers. We in were heroes span, for two days. Yeah, yes. in the span of six months. How 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 is it that easy? And they do it with like a good they do it with everything, and that should terrify the living F out of people. No, we're selfish because we wanted there to be precautions. And I didn't teach last year because I was like, mm, I mean, you know, busy for a couple months doing this other thing, but then like stayed home and what's offered teaching positions and did not take them. And I am fully vaccinated, but what if I'm the one who had it? Like, what if I got it at school and brought it home and just gave it to my kid? And I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I put myself in the situation where I am in a classroom teaching children. And so I, you know, I'm going to go get tested just to, to see what's up. But like, if I'm positive and I feel fine, you know, but like, if that's the case, And then I will forever think that I am the one who brought it home and harmed him because I decided to go back into the class. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's irrational, but like, that's what we do to ourselves. Um, and you know, again, hopefully it's mild and he, everyone has full recoveries, but like, what if not? And like, and how do I live with that? And like, this is what we're asking people to do every single day. And it just blows my fucking mind. Yeah. And I mean, like, Honestly, you see, I just, uh, so the other day, one, one of the days when I was like having just like a, an absolute nervous breakdown, I I was like on Twitter for like 12 seconds. And I saw this tweet from the Pennsylvania Republican legislative caucus or what the fuck ever. And, uh, and they were complaining about the, uh, the booze rationing in our liquor stores. The PLCB is rationing our booze. And this is why we should have privatized liquor, y'all. Okay, here's the thing. Read a fucking newspaper. It's everywhere. The shortages are not just fucking here. It's not anything to do with the PLCB or all their mm, unionized fucking employees. It is... It's glass factories. It's glass factories. We have a glass shortage. It's affecting some stuff. Um, I'm sorry that you don't like it. You know, uh, there's still, frankly, plenty of booze. 
So just fucking chill out and go smoke some weed. That's what Mike Regan wants them to do. Go smoke some weed. Mike Regan wants you to smoke weed. Uh, is, is, you know, there's that. Here's the thing though, too, like, and I don't know if they do this with teachers, but like this happens all the time with my, my healthcare workers, especially with nurses is, um, they get like a little, like a little treat. So for example, uh, at some point in the last several months, my nurses at one hospital were given each a roll of lifesavers because they're lifesavers. <laughs> oh yeah, we get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured you did. Um, they also at some point got a pack of seeds, which to me is just like, here's more work for you to do. <laughs> I was just thinking that like, oh, what now I have to go and <laughs> Now I got to fucking plant these things and take (laughs) care of them. It's like, Um, listen, I, I would much rather you spend the 10 cents on a raise. I know it's not a lot, but I would take it. Did we talk about, and, and I like this person. And so like, I'm not trying to be disparaging, but the, a, a member of leadership of my union, um, PSEA, posted something online a couple of days ago about how, you know, it's really important that, that teachers practice self-care and look how, yes, it is important that teachers practice self-care, but he was immediately attacked by like, no, you know, what'd be cool is like, if we made enough money to live, or if we weren't drowning in debt, or if we weren't risking our lives to do our jobs, or if we mm-hmm. didn't have to sub and cover 120 minutes yeah. per cycle or, and so, and then he was like, but, but we, we can do both. And I was like, no, no, we can't. I can't practice self-care when I'm suffocating. Like, you know, yeah. is my self-care supposed to be like removing the foot from my neck? Because I can't do that by myself when the foot right. is the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and so I, I don't think he was trying to be that way, but it was just like, dude, like, no. Yeah. It like now is not the moment, like all your trite, cliche, little fucking, you know, self-care bullshit. It's like, yeah, we all fucking know. Listen, if I could just like snap my fingers and be in like a state of Zen, I would be. Although at this point, if I snapped my fingers and went into a state of Zen, I guarantee you it would be dissociating. Wouldn't be an actual state of Zen. It would just feel like that because I would have separated myself (laughs) from myself in a way that eventually will lead to consequences. Yeah. Are we talking about things that are not helpful? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, can I can I um, talk about a thing? Do please. Not helpful. <sighs> Deep sigh. Deep <laughs> sigh. Yeah. Um, listen, if you're listening from a very urban area that's extremely blue, um, this is a, this, this message is, um, for you. And I specifically want to use an example from this week. Chris Robb's protest legislation is the least helpful thing you could ever, 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 ever do for us in purple counties. Please stop. Yeah. It's not funny. It is not funny. It's not cute. It's not clever. It is not organizing. And all it does is literally now make me have to walk down the street and answer questions about why we're trying to institute communist population control. So I know you might not have to deal with that in your own district, but you're not doing a favor for any of us who actually want to make a difference on the ground outside of urban areas. That is all, end rant, not cute, not clever, not helpful to women. Yeah. Yes. It, it's just I like, it out. there was a time and a place for these like adorable little bills. Uh, but now, now is not it. I'd also like to point out, speaking of things that are adorable, mm-hmm. that Shanna and I both have side ponytails tonight. Love that. And I think that's pretty cute. <laughs> I 
it's true. You missed when we were, wait, were you here when we were talking about the, the 80s baby names? No, that's what I got on. The, the Jessicas and the Jennifers and the Ashleys and Amanda's. I feel like Amanda was another one of those. That's true. I know so many people named Amanda that are like of the age bracket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Well, yeah. I'll just tell you, there are no little baby Angelas anymore. I am of the specific microcosm of Angelas and Melissa's. Yeah. And, oh, and, Melissa. Yep. And there's no more of us. And it makes there me is. Really, really there sad. is. We have a new teacher this year. So she's got to be what, like early 20s, because this is her first year teaching. And her name is Angela. Well, I'll take it. Ooh. You know what? They're almost always Angelinas now. Yes. Or Angelique. I feel mm. like Angelique was a niche for a while. No, I isn't have there all, like, like a children's thing, like an Angelina ballerina or something like that. Yeah, it's like a mouse. It's, it's a mouse. Yeah. We like read that. a book tonight. I for still Elliot's. have my copy of that book. Yeah. Have you read Chrysanthemum, the little children's book about the mouse? No. It's very cute. It's very very cute, and the, the other little mice are bullies. They're all mm-hmm. assholes, and I wanted a big cat to come around and eat them, but nice. that did not happen because it's a children's book. But um, yeah. my child has a very pure heart, and so he was very sad that some of the other mice were being mean to Chrysanthemum the mouse because her name was long. And so it's it's a really cute story. Yeah. I recommend That's you look it up. Bullied the mouse. Other mice, yeah, with like boring names, like yeah, how lame. I know it was very sad. Elliot also is the kind of child who like cried ugly tears when we were watching Aladdin because Jasmine left the tiger and the tiger looked sad. That, <laughs> my son was just which like, is like, fucked sobbing. up. Don't we like that tiger was sad. with you and Aladdin lied to you. Let me recommend this though, actually. So um the amazing Maurice and his educated rodents uh is a book by terry pratchett aimed uh more towards children than other than his other books but it uh is about a a cat and a group of rats who um because they lived in sort of the shadow of this wizard university gained the power of sentience and speech uh, and so they like go from town to town doing like Pied Piper of Hamlin grifts on people on towns. <laughs> I think we need to add these children's books to our bookshop page. Yes, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. Because you can um, have different categories. So we can have oh, like, yeah, whole children's book categories. Yeah. It's like your favorite, our favorite books to read to read to our children. And this is, uh, I love that. Or to read to kids generally. Yes, Angela. I, I would like to give a shout out in yeah. this section to, um, for anyone who isn't familiar with it, uh, to, they should go online and they should definitely look up Toher Payne with an A-Y-N. Okay. Um, he does a really great little series called Topher Fixed It, where he goes in and writes alternate endings to maybe the books that we all loved when we were little, but maybe when we went back and kind of looked at them, maybe we're like, oh, this message is kind of jacked. Yeah. Um, so he does an alternate ending to The Giving Tree, and it's oh, called that's The Tree Who's at Healthy Boundaries. Oh. Um, I know what, they're very wholesome. They're, it's an exact replica of the book. Um, and you can, you can download them. You can print them for your kids. And there's another really great one that he did, which was the rainbow fish who kept its scales. And so like, it, it, it does, it kind of, you know, like, cause I, I know that I've gone back and re-examined some of these books and I'm like, oh, I don't know. With my newfound like knowledge of like emotional intelligence, perhaps this is not the best message. So we can keep those beloved books, but with maybe a more updated message. So that, that's all. Totally. So you know what? Here is, here is a book that, um, that stands the test of time. Uh, it is called Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. And this is a book that it's a children's book that I have that is absolutely falling apart at this point. But um, so basically, Mr. Willoughby is a very rich dude and he's got a giant Christmas tree, but it's so big 
that it kind of bends over at the top because like it's it like hits the ceiling and so they have to cut it compensating for something he may be and so they have to cut it off so that it doesn't do that um and then they check it out the back right but then like um and then some bears find it and they're like oh my god this is perfect for our christmas tree but then they put it in their little cave and it still bends over a little bit so they have to cut some off and then like it goes down and down and down um until these little mice get the last thing that's left of the little christmas tree and it's the perfect size for their little house oh i know i'm gonna start crying just thinking about it (laughs) Um, I want to go the opposite direction and I would yeah. like to add a children's book that is just called leave me alone. And it's about this grumpy old woman who escapes to many places, including a void so that she can knit little sweaters without people annoying uh, her. That's nice. It's glorious. It's hilarious. Like it's one of my son's favorite books. <laughs> I recommend it to everyone. Yeah. She does get lonely at the end and she comes back home and blah, blah, blah. But she just screams at a bunch yeah. of people to leave her alone first. And I totally feel that. Yeah. Who who has not? Who has not? Whomst amongst us. Uh yeah, that's that's just how I feel all the time. For real. Uh (sighs) yeah. Children's books are nice to think about. I think that's like a good yes. You know what I love? Here's here's a children's book that I love. I loved it growing up and I tried to read it to my son, but he was terrified of it, which was a little golden book called The Monster at the End of This Book. Oh, please. Your son didn't like that? Well, here's, I did the Grover voice because in my opinion, you have to do Grover's voice or else it doesn't work. Like it's not good enough. Um, Maybe it was your attempt at Grover's voice that freaking terrified him. Can we I mean, like, frankly, I feel like I do a very good Grover. What is your Grover voice? Yeah, well, but, okay, hang on. Let but, me see. Let me see if I can channel it. Okay, I can do. I don't remember all of the word, uh, any really much of that, but like I can do the, you know, the around, 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 over and under and through. Um, where like Grover is like, there's a set of swinging doors, like a saloon doors, and he's teaching you about like what around means, and then over, and then under, and then through. Um, so he, so it's around 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 over and under and through that's really good thank you that is such a good grover i'm kind of <laughs> i'm kind of freaked out how good your grover is are you grover maybe maybe i am definitely got more to do than realizing his mother could channel grover yeah. Yeah. near <laughs> far yeah no i, I mean one thing though your grover is remarkably like grover but if you close your eyes it's also kind of like a very exuberant yoda too yeah uh, honestly grover and yoda are so close to each mm-hmm. other um it's really just like it's like a hair of difference wait a minute i have Over. a very serious question mm-hmm. we might be like on to something because okay. like is there like a Henson connection here? Like, is there like, he are, are we uncovering like a similar vocal? I'm serious. No, I think that, I think that it might be like, let me check and see who voiced Grover. It's not the voice. I feel like when they were doing the original Star Wars though, they consulted. Yeah, it was Henson. Frank Oz. Yeah. It was Frank Oz who also was the voice of, um, was the voice of Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same dude. So it is the same voice. Yeah. I think Frank Oz also voiced Miss Piggy. Also makes sense. Well, then because I, I would say that it's somewhere deep within you then in your register is also Miss Piggy. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I, I am 100% that dramatic. Um, and uh, yeah, like I just, well, you know, I'm not, it weirdly as a child, I was very shy, um, which I still can be sometimes, but like also I love doing voices uh, because people found it hilarious and I like nothing better than when people find me hilarious. The Swedish chef. Oh, the Swedish chef. 
Organic inor mork, organic inu umborsh nuk ndidal mork mork mork. Okay, you're not doing it right though. If you like, I'm not singing it because I'm not in the fucking mood. Um, the only but I can do this. Eric has smorgasbord on his. Work, work. <laughs> Do you know what it, it was? It took me until I was like fully an adult to realize that the Swedish chef had like real human hands. Mm-hmm. I crazy. never, as a child, I never noticed. Yeah. It's and then at some point as an adult, I was like watching the Muppets because we have it, we have all the seasons on DVD, and I was just like, wait a minute. It, what? What is wrong with him? Are those hands? <laughs> But that's what made it so funny is because like, you know how like you have a person sitting, like the joke things where there's somebody else behind the person doing the things with the hands. Yeah. And it's, right. But that yeah, was yeah. kind of like the whole point of like. Oh, yeah. No, things. I mean, like, I just couldn't like as a child, it just like did not occur to me. Um, yeah. Love and the frankly, Swedish chef. I'm going to be honest. Everybody. Like, I love Kermit memes, but out of all the fucking Muppets, Kermit is my least favorite. He's lying. Um, if you can tell from my confused face a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. I never realized they were human hands. Oh yeah, they're human hands. Go f- like look up Swedish Chef on YouTube, watch a video, and it's gonna blow your fucking mind. You- you'll never look at it the same way again. I was more a Fraggle person. Mm. I love the Fraggles. Uh our cat the cat that we had before this one um the one our cat that passed right before the pandemic started (laughs) because you know why not um uh, her name was moki uh we named her after moki fraggle uh because um she was found in an apartment with her litter of kittens and she was almost dead um, but she was keeping those kittens alive. And then the landlord discovered her in this apartment that um, had been left and took her to a, a shelter. And not only did Moki uh, care for her own little kittens, um, Moki also cared for the kittens of a cat who um, I think was probably having some like postpartum issues. Um, and so we just felt that she was very nurturing and that therefore we should name her Moki Fraggle, um, and not her, not that, not keep the name that the shelter gave her, which was like Sherry. As we watch Grebo in the background of your screen, getting into your closet, going through shit. Yeah, Grebo is, you know, oh god damn it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like we like we like naming animals after uh, animal or other characters from things. Ours are all crooners. Hmm. Nice. We've nice. talked about this before. Yeah. Frank Meonatra and Bing Clausby and Pearl Ives. Yeah, minor. Uh, I know we're nerds. minor explorers. Ooh. I have Alexander von Humboldt and Jacques Cousteau. I love nice. that. Uh, my that. husband's cousin named her cat German Chancellor Angela Merkel. <laughs> Is it like thing. German Chancellor Angela Merkel? It's not just Angela Merkel. It's German Chancellor yeah, Angela, it's German Angela Merkel. Chancellor Angela Mer- and then they call I her love Merkel, that for sure. Oh, I love of, that. Yes. One of my best dude friends has a cat named Anderson 60. Anderson Cooper 360. <laughs> a cat. Anderson Cooper 360, the cat. So. That's amazing. <laughs> That we makes me more feel- human children like this. <laughs> right? Like this is I like it makes me feel like what are you doing? Oh my cat. Um it like yeah. I cur- our two current pets are both named after characters from Terry Pratchett books. Um the dog is called Gaspode after Gaspode the Wonder Dog. Um who is a talking dog. Um and Grebo is named after a what the cat of one of the witches in uh terry pratchett's book grebo in the pratchett books uh is like this uh absolutely effed up tomcat that's like sort of actually it like really he reminds me a lot of tom katie uh although he's definitely more scarred um but oh. he's got he's got attitude just um. to- 
He's got attitude to spare. Um, and there's actually in one of the Discworld books, it's like got like a Cinderella sort of a theme to it. And so like Grebo gets turned into a person for a night. And he's like a really like uh a real like a very lecherous dude. Like just trying to hit everything. I hate this because it's uh, it, it, this is gonna show you how my brain works. Yeah. A I hate that. B it makes me- <laughs> A I hate it. B it makes me think of that extraordinarily creepy live action cats. Mm. And C, the next thing that makes me think out is I just really want to take a moment to point out that um that leak that in that book that just recently told us that when Trump was really, really upset about things in the White House, that he had an employee whose job it just was to play him show tunes. And the if he was really upset, he just asked for them to play memory from cats. Oh my God. This is not real. It is real. It's real. Fucking way. First of all, that song, come on. Just imagine the 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 pathos. I mean, it's just fabulous. All of all the show tunes in all the world. <laughs> show tunes for that guy? Yes. And like they would New be Yorker. the worst ones. He's yes. a New Yorker. Yes. Yes. Of a certain yeah. age. So of, of a course certain it's age. memory. Of course it's memory. Yeah. He's I mean, about before when he did not have to wear diapers and he had like his hair didn't have to be memories. a yeah, that's that's yeah. that. That's that. He was beautiful then. He was beautiful then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, alleged, like, he was not. Yeah, no. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, if I'm gonna play a show tune to like lift my spirits or like take me out of my moment, it's gonna be from the musical Mame. Mm, that's an uh, excellent show, right? Uh, my high school did that musical, and. Same so fun and also like the movie with lucille ball and b arthur i have not seen the movie you get find it on amazon prime and buy it because it's worth it and it's good lucille ball plays mame of course and b arthur is you know mame's friend that's like in plays and stuff and she's like (laughs) I don't remember what she's like, but she's just, she's B. Arthur. She's B. Arthur. Like just her friend is B. Arthur. That's end of story. <laughs> um, My dad's obsessed with Oklahoma and sometimes will call you in the morning and sing, oh, what a beautiful morning. I love that oh. song. Mm-hmm. I don't like that show, but I do like that song. And yeah. he's literally obsessed. I just keep Wild. envisioning, I keep envisioning like a Dr. Strangelove-esque black comedy in which like Trump is like crying, it's going to on like the button and like memories playing and like <laughs> bombs are going off. I mean, I know this is not funny, but yes, it is. It's very funny. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I mean, Listen. I think it's actually really, really close to happening. Yeah, I mean, like we're all living through a lot right now. It's everything is a lot. Um, you well, know. we either laugh or we throw ourselves off a bridge. I mean, there's two options. It yes, and you know, it's like, you know, where do you find a bridge? Is it tall enough? Blah 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 blah. So many. So details. much work. Um. So you know what I'm saying is just like find something dumb to laugh about, and, and you know, I won't say it'll be okay because it probably won't, but like we can try. Um, <laughs> can, can I offer one little closing bit of cuteness? Yeah. And that is that I'm recording in my brand new, nice microphone because yes! my birthday is this week and my son wanted me to open my present a little early and they know how much I love being on this pod. So they bought me a special little microphone, which I thought was really cute because I had literally never even researched these things and didn't really know <laughs> what to expect. But I guess when I listen to this, because I'm like some people on this podcast, I do like to listen to them on my way to work, especially if I'm not on them. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be able to tell if there's a difference, but it was very cute. Also, I'm going to be 35 soon and I feel old. So you should all send me messages about how not old I am. Thank you. 
You're a baby. Not Listen, your middle fingers. Your middle fingers are not helping. <laughs> you can know that on this podcast, you're the baby, as long as Emily's not on. Um <laughs> no. yeah, Emily's older. No, wait, is Emily older? Yeah. Not by much. Year or two. Okay. All right. Well, th- then you're the baby. Congrats. Well, wait. except for Dr. Ack. Yes. But Dr. But like, doesn't talk. Well, she does. She will, though. Last time. She, oh, I missed the last. See, you didn't release that one yet, so I haven't heard it. it. Uh, yeah, on Wednesday, Dr. Ack will be released into the world. Um, and so, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know whether I'm going to put this out tomorrow or Thursday or Wednesday or whatever. Um, but in any case, uh, I'm not going to say who Dr. Ack is because that's the Wednesday reveal. I want to make sure not to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, listen, it's been, it's been lovely. And I think uh, it's important, everybody, <clears throat> to talk with your friends and um, have ridiculous conversations about fraggles or muppets um do do grover voices or whatever you want i'll do a grover voice for you i'll tell you this um while we've been on here mike schlossberg had tweeted that he's only seven followers away from like 6500 and he was like i need to find an 80s baseball player to get in a fight with and, and I said, well, I'm not a baseball player. I'm not a baseball star, but I was born in the eighties. Do you want to get in a fight with me? And he was like, <laughs> like he responded all caps. No, because I'm afraid I'll end up in the background of one of your TikTok videos. And it's just like, okay, well now I have to make a TikTok about this fucking tweet, Mike. Like, <laughs> this is, you know, that's work. That's how that works. Right. <laughs> Uh, so look forward to me ripping on my Schla- Mike Schlossberg. I will always look forward to that. Also, I don't know him very well, but like, he's probably not the most terrible person. He's, so- he's a good dude. He's a good okay. dude. Well, then he should take that coming from me as a huge compliment that he's not the most terrible person because honestly, I <laughs> That's think most like, people are the most terrible person. If yes. you rated people on a scale of one to 10, one being the best and 10 being the worst, if Shanna says you're not a terrible person, that's like a solid four. Yeah. You should count yourself lucky. Yeah. I hate most people. So. I would have been such a good lawmaker. Yes. See. Listen, people have not made it easy. They haven't made it easy these last eighteen months. They haven't. You know, we have the I we have I have an open heart. I want to love the people. The people don't want. They don't want to be loved. Yeah. But I mean, it's a hell of a time, man. It's a hell of a. I I happy note. Yeah. yeah, screw everyone. <laughs> On a happy note, screw you. Um, listen, if you're one of our listeners, we love you. There's that. So, like, if you've heard this, then we love you. Um, and if you're ever really sad, um, we can serenade you with show tunes. We'll serenade you with show tunes. I will read you the monster at the end of this book with the Grover voice whatever you want i took vocal lessons and they i had to sing when i was little mm-hmm. not little junior high and um and i had to sing capsule in the cloud Ooh. and i would like to say i can still do it okay so i'm ready for anyone who wants to have a little lameness breakdown just message me and i'm gonna do uh sisters of the night caucus um holiday caroling but like the creepiest christmas songs like real creepy ones yeah like maybe about that demon santa claus can we find a song about that mm-hmm. demon santa claus you, you mean yeah, like uh 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 crimpet krampus oh, krampus right are there krampus carols there must be if there's not a song about krampus we will write we'll one. write it yeah. yeah there's we're gonna work on that Shanna, yeah, will, you, will you provide the musical accompaniment? Yes. What if on I my new ukulele? 
Yeah. What, what if we do a caroling um, live stream where people are able to come on with us and join us for carols? That would be so fun. Yeah, I would love. I love. Um, there's a whole book. Listen, Krampus tell us in a thin paperback. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, listen. Um, tell us if you want it. Do you want to do uh, a a tell weird caroling live stream? <laughs> we'll do it because we'll do nearly nearly anything to take our minds off of the horror that is our lives now. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for our holiday special. It's going to be better than the Star Wars holiday special. And that's saying a lot. So much. It's saying so much. Uh, because as we all know, that is the, the <laughs> best holiday special that's ever existed in the history of time. So yeah. Here's a song called Krampus is Coming to Town by someone called Rusty Cage. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that when we're done. Oh, Rusty. Yes, Rusty Cage, bring it to us. All right, it's the hour. Um, this has been an emergency pod. Uh, we have emergently talked amongst ourselves about some nonsense because life is crazy and we hope that you have enjoyed it uh, as much as we have. And uh, let us know what was your favorite children's book. Um, are you afraid of my Grover voice? Uh, and do you want to do weird carols with us? Please. All right. Good night, folks. Bye. We love you.